Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fun-filled episode of the Carnival of Randomness. We are, as said long ago, and haven't been said for a while, your antidote for nerd culture. And the long ago thing actually holds up because we are sitting here now at a very giant house somewhere in North Salem in Westchester County, New York, and we were visited by a man who came from a portal, long gray hair, and he kind of looked like Thanos, but not really. So he said, I remember when you did indie comics, and damn it, I want my Marvel in DC. So guess what? Now we're going back to that after a long break from it, and we're going to talk underrated slash underappreciated Marvel and DC comics. I'm joined once again by the great Rodimus. Hello, Rodimus, and I wondered, before he was that, back in the day, was he just not cable? Was he network? Well, I was thinking more, um, you know, Dish Network, Converter Box, I believe his name One was. One thing, a point I want to make about this is I was thinking about underrated comics. This could just be comics that didn't sell as well as you think they did or if you mentioned them. But one thing that struck me is I thought of a lot more DC than Marvel, and I think I know why. Marvel's always had the policy, if the comic doesn't take off, they'll cancel it right away. They had a spate of these in the 1990s. Literally two issues, they'd be gone. Whereas DC, they'll look at the readership, and maybe it's not selling as well, but if the fan base is there, they'll let it roll more. And, And I was thinking that because I was looking around the other night for... Any juggernaut comics. I'm a huge fan, and he had two issues in different runs. I like, didn't realize, but that's what they did. They would put out for a while, they put out tons of titles, gone. Yeah. And I don't understand because, but although in the first one that I have that I remember one of the series of, it didn't perform as well as some of their big ones yeah. like your X-Men, but it performed well enough to bring back four separate times. And put it this way, too, that... If Sandman was a Marvel comic, it would have got canceled because yeah. it started very slowly and then it went on like an avalanche. So that's the different policies and yeah. you know, whatever. But the one I mentioned is the good old, and people like to blame Canada for a lot of things, but you can thank Canada for this one, is Alpha Flight, which was the Canadian-based, it was basically the Canadian version of uh, the... X-Men. Of really the kind of, X-Men. Well, what really say. happened is John Byrne... Yeah. Canadian. Actually, and, is he Canadian or English? He's a uh, Canadian. Oh, and what I happened was American. is that, first of all, they were going to kill an X-Man in an issue early on, and they were going to kill Wolverine. Yeah. He wouldn't do it because it was the only Canadian character. Right, they exactly. killed Thunderbird. Other than, other than Captain Canuck. Yeah, well, who forgets him? Then Everybody. Alpha Flight came about because John Byrne wanted Canadian superheroes. It's good to be proud of your country. Well, he had some interesting ones, too, because I'm looking at had, yeah. the original roster. You have Guardian, who was, I think, later known as Weapon Alpha. Yeah, I think so. North Star. Yeah. Aurora. Sasquatch. Shaman and Snowbird, the Inuit goddess from where we were not long ago, Yellowknife Northern yeah, Territories. I always thought of Major Maple Leaf. I don't know why. Wasn't there a little... And there was a big thing about that. type thing, Puck. Yeah, Puck. There was Puck. Yeah. And also, they had the first character coming out of the closet. There was, was a big issue. One? Yes, and it was huge because I remember going down to Empire Comics, and what always happens is people from the outside, when they hear some media event, they come down. Mm-hmm. And I think it was North Star. Really? I did yeah. not know that. Like issue 12. Yeah, because now they they actually had four different runs for... 
Alpha Flight. And you're looking, I wrote the dates down, 1983 to 1994. Then it came back in 97 till, two, till 99. Then it came back in 2004 to 05. Then it came back in 2011 to 12. And I wonder if they changed the characters. Oh, yeah. They, that happens. They always, they, more people join. run the different rosters, and one I'm going to talk they, about they later. They should have had a hockey that. player or something. Yeah, they did. Puck. They, oh, Puck. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just the Puck, though. Well, anyway. But who do you got? You know what? Since I said it about DC, I'm going to start with Marvel. Yeah. For Warren Ellis, great writer, I think. What did he Global do? Global Frequency. Oh, yes. Okay. And all those. They did... Son of Saint Damien Hellstrom. They did him and they did a remake and what they did, they just twisted around called it Hellstorm. Alice took it and he made almost a version of a Vertigo title for them. And almost came it was almost their version of John Constantine Hellblazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it had because he was hunting spirits, he had a mansion, he had a little demon helping him. And it was really because if you've ever read or Alice, it he's got that dark sense of humor. And this really was, Marvel really doesn't have a mature line, but this would have been. Right. And it was, and it was like reading a DC title. And of course, it only ran 18 issues because it's Marvel and they yanked it. Well, speaking of that, you mentioned something. Let's just, real quick before we get too much, too, you know, far along into this. What would you say the biggest difference between Marvel and DC is? I think DC, at least in the past, it can change, had the tendency to go more dark. And more gritty, like your Batman type. One of the other things Whereas I've heard... X-Men yeah. were always real colorful yeah. and bright. And I've everything. always heard... This almost sounds long that I've always heard one of the things was that DC is the better stories, Marvel's more fun. That's what I've heard a lot of times. I would agree with that just because, one, the plethora of characters that they have, and there's some goofy-ass Marvel characters. Yeah. Some goofy-ass Marvel And I think there's also, like, DC, there's the big three. Well, yeah, you have your... And, and Marvel, there's really... I mean, in the 1970s, the two most popular characters were Spider-Man and The Thing. They, the that's Thing? Weird. Yes, Benji Grimm. Yeah, Good old Benji. Weird. And they don't really have, I don't think, a top-tier character. It would be almost like... They have a lot of good... They would all be intercontinental champions. Because they're all those sort of like upper... Because Iron Man was not a top character to the movies. No, uh, probably same with Captain America, who I love. But they're all good characters. Yeah, they're, they're good solid. characters, but they were never good enough to really carry, or carry like the Whereas, like, DC, you have the big three, then you have Flash, Green Lantern, yada, although, yada. Although, I would argue that the X-Men as a group would be that top tier. Well, they really hit with the revision, because that's yes. when they hit big time, because they were canceled, but... Oh, absolutely. So they were underrated for a while, then they're not underrated anymore. No... Back in the day, they were. But I will do an underrated X-Men one, I think. I love origin stories. And again, this did not last that long because Marvel with his policy, but they did an Emma Frost comic. And this was an Emma Frost comic before she was Emma Frost. She was in high school. Who, who was the one that did that one? I don't know. Actually, the creators did that one, and I can't find wherever it is to look it up. But they did Emma, and she sort of picked on in school. And I always love, there are limits to origin stories, and then there are really bad ones. I won't go solo on that. But <laughs> there are some really bad ones, and there are limits because you know the character's not going to get killed. You know what's going to happen. But I love to see how things are put together. And this shows how Emma Frost becomes the White Queen, how she becomes Emma Frost. Well, the problem I... And I agree with you, if it's done well, it's one thing, but I have a problem with origin stories. Because depending on the character, they can just change it at whim and make it... Because There was one when 
I let's switch over to DC real quick for this one. There was a storyline when they had Wonder Woman who like lost her memory and she was a waitress in a diner. It's like uh, you gotta you gotta stop at a certain point. Yeah. And there are some origin stories that you can't. You can't argue. put a manhunt on for all these characters. Yeah. But you can't you can't argue with certain origin stories yeah. like Magneto. You can't argue with coming out of uh, the Holocaust. Yes. But Batman, as I've said many times before, oh, I'm a crime fighter because my parents were killed. Well, that would mean a large portion of this country would be Batman if that's your only criteria to become a superhero. But he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, yes, he is Bruce Wayne. You know, and he's Adam West. Oh, I miss Adam West. Who doesn't? Well, Burt Ward. Go north with another pick. Burt Ward, probably. All right, well, we were discussing, um, when we were talking Alpha Flight, talking about the changing of the rosters. And this is something, I read a couple issues here and there. It was Heroes for Hire. From, oh, yeah. And it started off with... Was it Power Man and Iron Fist? Is that the same one? Yeah, but was he Power Man or was he Luke Cage? He's Luke Cage, but either or. But I mean, uh, under one moniker. But yeah, the first iteration... They both. I mean, it's the same guy. Yeah, the first iteration was Power Man slash Luke Cage and Iron they Fist They used Luke up. Cage whenever, they, whenever the lines went down because he had no power. Ugh. I'm going to put you in a cage. But that, and then... There was, what, five or six different appearances or um, creations of Heroes for Hire, and you had some big characters in there. I believe Spider-Man was in one of yeah, the they ones, did. the Hulk, She-Hulk. That's what happened. They just took the name and they changed it around where it became like a little free-for-all, whoever was around. Yeah, and the same with the X-Men, because for a small time you had some of the supervillains were technically X-Men. Like Emma Frost Magneto was an X-Men was for an a while. Magneto for a while. the Blob was an X-Men. Because you have to remember his weird relationship with Charles. Were they really sort of friends? or They, they respect each other. No, you know what it was? I always viewed it as... Um, Malcolm X well, that versus was Lee said. yeah Malcolm X versus Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King. King, and you really think about it. If you really dig deep into the comics, I may I I may alienate myself, but Professor X was a dick. He came out in the revisions as a really manipulative. Yeah, he was a storyline where there was there was a team before them. And he's just a jerk. But this is revisionism again, too, where he never wasn't like this at the beginning. Yeah, well, and the problem is Marvel has so many damn universes, it's hard to keep track of who's But mentioning where. Luke Cage, I actually got to pull one out that I really like. Hey, that... hey, hey, family show. Sort of. Well. Ah, oh, shit. There we go. No, pull one out. But Defenders, the Defenders, the thing about the Defenders which bothers me is they've made a joke of it. Oh, like that... Crappy ass show on Netflix that lasted everything, maybe but a they season. made it. They had they had another series of it. and They actually literally call it the worst comic ever. The review mm-hmm. and they made, and when it came out, it was a really cool concept. It was Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, Hulk, Namor. It was all these sort of guys who were alone and they would get together yeah. and solve problems. Well, that's a good and it was really because... good. And what happened to that series? After a while, it actually ran 150 issues in the day, and it got really interesting. Steve Gerber, who wrote Howard the Duck, took it over. I love Howard the and Duck. It's who, one was, of those... who was Howard the Duck, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Oh, there you go. There's another underappreciated one. And what happened was about it was a really, really good series. And it just sort of looked at it as a joke now for some reason. Well, and the, and the thing is... Check the... out the early issues. Get the Essentials book out of the library. Read them. They're really, really good. Yeah, and another one that the comic was really good, but then when they tried to do it in a different media thing, it kind of turned it into a joke, is I would say Inhumans. 
Well, yeah, I've never seen the series, thank goodness. I, I, well, when the series was canceled before the premiere of the first episode, you know it's not going to be good. But when you have a character, and you know what, I don't care. I'm not even caring about spoiler alerts because nobody watched that garbage. <laughs> I haven't. One of the Inhumans was Medusa. Yes. Medusa's power was linked to her hair. What did they do in the TV show? They cut her goddamn hair. What? But What's the, the series, point? if you want under it, the Jay Lee miniseries is known as legendary because of his art. It ran 12 issues. It was by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee. Mm. And it was really just neat. That's why everybody wanted it. It was so weird, different. Everybody wanted this. And then they were going to do a movie, then a series. and the, You know when a series gets canceled beforehand. Like I said, they premiered, from what I understand, they premiered the first two episodes in in, a, in movie theaters before it ever went to television. And it did so poorly, they announced that it was canceled before they even aired it. Yeah. And after watching half of the first episode, I'm not... Uh, I'm not surprised. And the the sad part is, and now I just blanked on his name, the guy from Hell on Wheels, oh, God, Anson Mount. Anson Mount was the lead in there. I love Anson Mount, and it, it, it was just sad. Now, I have one. Now we have the TV show Gotham. This has nothing to do with Gotham. It's called Gotham Central. It was a, this comic won many, many awards. It never had, and again, it's DC. It never had a big fan base. People were constantly raving about it. Greg Rucka used to write lots of it. Oh, and what it go. was was Gotham without Batman. Batman was there, but they just focused on the Gotham City PD. And they tried to do their work, and they tried to just have it them. And it was just a very, very, it was almost, it would, if they did this as a TV show, it probably wouldn't get any ratings. <laughs> But it was just fantastic drama. It was just really well done. And they kept Batman in the background. He does not even show up. Yeah. And it was just a really, really good read. You like Greg Rucka a lot. Oh, you I'm really a huge, like huge fan of Greg Rucka. He would write in somebody else every now and then. They would take turns with the storylines. And... Yeah. yeah and actually, like but actually, on that one, I found... I remember one similar. It was... Uh, oh, Streets of Gotham. Oh. And that was... Batman being told by the point of view of the people around him. So it was, you know, your Gotham PD, your shop owners. Oh, that was excellent because it's the idea. You have to remember, we know what's going on with Batman because we're reading the comic. Now, the citizens. Exactly, the citizens citizens of Gotham. He's sort of an urban legend. He's a widely. People, I think I saw him. Yeah, he's a widely believed urban fact. Yes, it, sometimes you don't know if he exists or not, but imagine living in the city like that. That's how, that was a good series. Right, that was a really interesting series because it was a different take on it. And actually, I'm going to jump in again. Another Gotham-related one. Remember Simon Dark? Yes. It was very short run, what, 18 issues? And it was, he was a character in Gotham City. They said he was in Gotham City, but they never mentioned Batman. Yeah. He was just on his own doing his I, own thing. They do that with Ragman as well, too, where Ragman was there, but he doesn't really so but Batman would pop up every now and yeah, then. Yeah, he would pop up in the periphery. He would pop up in the periphery, but Batman was never the focus when Simon Dark was Same thing with the, Ragman. Yeah, and I, I always liked that. That was interesting because he was a weird, creepy, creepy character. Yeah. Now Superman. Not underrated. 
But the idea you came up with about him where it's deus ex machina, how do you deal with the man well, who's invulnerable? Well, and it's not just how do you deal with a man who's invulnerable. It's how can we, even back going back to the, to the 40s, you always want to root for the underdog. How can you root for somebody that cannot be harmed? And yes, I have a point to this. One of my underrated comics is The Spectre by John Ostrander. The Spectre is one of the most difficult comics to write because he's literally... There's a story that if he got into a fight with God, it might be a draw. That's how powerful he is. Yeah. And he's basically the spirit of vengeance where you do something bad, he comes out and torments you. And back in the day, these comics were pretty harsh. He would turn you into a log and have a saw saw you. But John Ostrander took it, and he realized, okay, people want to see the grandeur of the specter. So he had storylines with him and the angel Gabriel fighting where they're hurling planets at each other. See, that's just ridiculous. How do you get, how can you feel fear for somebody, for a character like that, that and he tried to humanize it. He tried to humanize it where he tried to deal with problems where Jim Corrigan, his alter ego, had to be brought to the front. And the thing about this series, too, was that they had some of the best covers you've ever seen by Tom Mandrake. They had all the glow-in-the-dark covers. Oh, and Spectre's a like very, that. very visual character. And it was really good. And it's one of those where he took a character, and again, a very challenging character to write, and he made it very interesting. Well, and that was my thought about why I never really was a big Superman fan. But then you look at Batman because Batman's a dude in a suit. Yeah. Batman could die at any given moment. Yeah. And there's always that fear that every time he goes out, it could be his last one. So you pull for Batman to survive. Yeah. But Superman, like, no. Oh, I can only be killed by shards of my exploded planet. But yet there happens to be Fucking thousands but, of them But he did around. it with the Spectre like that. It's amazing if you could find the right angle. Yeah. Very interesting series. And another one I'm going to bring up, Marvel goes different universes. They have oh. the the ultimate universe. But one of the ones they had was a 2099 universe. And this was characters, different characters from now, different versions in the year 2099. And Stan Lee would never have liked you to have mentioned Ravage 2099 because it was like a about a garbage man who was a superhero. That didn't go well. And I'm not bringing that one up. I'm was bringing it, up Doom 2099. I was going to say, was it Tony Danza when he was done kicking for the Eagles? <laughs> Doom 2099, for these four... John Francis Moore had a very good run on Captain America. But 20, Doom 2099, it starts off with this premise. There's Dr. Doom. And we don't know if he's the same Doom from here or not. And really, the first four or five issues are just really, really incredible. Well, like I said when I mentioned the the Marvel universes, could, what's the main Marvel universe's six one six? Yeah, our physical planet has been designated one two one eight, and there's there's thousands of them, and it's really hard to keep track but of. But DC's everything. got the multiverses too. Yeah, but is it to the same degree? Probably not. Yeah, I'm, it's it's annoying. So you could have. Alternate version Superman comes and kills current version Superman and then absorbs his function. Then you got the bad guys. and then We may be from another planet with this episode. I know another Earth. Yeah. I don't know. It's feel, it feels like it. Actually, here's one I got. One where a plate's superfood. And it's going to piggyback on um, a movie that just came out, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard isn't uh, all that 100% great. 
Uh, it was a run from Venom. I've not seen it. I haven't seen it. Either, I know the but... run though. I've heard of this. No, Rick uh, Remender, Remender, yeah. Project Rebirth. Oh. It was a 22-issue run from 20... Did you know where Venom comes from when they had Secret Wars? Spider-Man had a symbiote attach himself to his suit, and he had a black suit for a while. Yeah. But then it turned out to be the symbiote that was taking him over. Well, this one, it was um, a run, and uh, Flash Thompson was Venom. Oh, he was? Yeah. For 20... Okay, now I remember. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, what, 2011. Flash Thompson, it was more of a military Venom. So he was basically a super soldier. But the caveat, he could only be attached to the symbiote for 48 hours or it would take him over entirely. Oh, one of those. Yeah, and we all Marvel remember. likes to do And we that. all remember Flash Thompson. He was a dick. He was. Then he got nicer. Then he got nicer. The, the irony was always, of course, that he loves Spidey. Yeah. Well, he was a dick, though. Yeah. And then he became, for 22 issues... He became Venom. It's uh, Venom Project Rebirth 2.0. It's it's it was an interesting idea. Didn't last long because Marvel, but I enjoyed it. One of the ones that I really like, and this lasted about 80 issues. And again, DC has that idea of letting writers run with things. And James Robinson wrote a book for Starman. This was Jack Ryder. This was Jack Knight. This was the grandson of the original Starman. And basically, Starman's power is he's got this rod of gravity that he can fly around with. Yeah, <laughs> you said rod. And what he did on this one, though, is you didn't know what was going to happen in this series. He actually owned a collector's shop, and they would go into all these different items. And he had one where there was a Hawaiian shirt he went after because the Hawaiian shirt gave somebody powers. Then he ended up in outer space for a whole year. What the hell? And the Mist, and here again, the Mist was a good guy now. He was The Mist was an old villain from his granddad's days. And now he came up and he was like an advisor. And then his grandpaps there is now an old guy in the observatory. And it was just a really good series, though. And you never knew where it was going to went. It was very entertaining. Yes, it really was. And you can get the trades. And that's another thing. Try one, too, and see what you think. That's another thing, people. We always recommend, uh, excuse me, people, listeners. We always recommend the trades because, one, you can get them out of the library to try before you buy, as it were. And two, they're just easier to store. As a comic collector, I started going that route because it's so much easier. Because then you don't have to get the boxes. But I'm actually going to I'm going to jump from Starman from I'm going because I'm going to actually offer one of what I consider one of the best series of this century. All right. And this is, again, underrated, where DC's had those issues where it's had the Golden Age, the Silver Age, and they've tried to revise their characters. So you have multiple versions of characters. Anybody who watches the Flash TV show knows there's Barry Allen, Jay Garrick. So Jeff Johns did a Justice Society book. And let me try to explain this for a minute. Where did the Justice Society go? Settle in, everyone. Justice Society was gone... For centuries, because they, they replaced with Justice League. But these were all the old heroes like Our Man, Starman, Captain Midnight. They got caught in a time bubble fighting Valhalla. Wait, fighting Valhalla, the, yes, the, the Norse yes. the Norse heaven. Yes. Just go with it. Okay. It's real. Right. I swear it's okay, real. Okay, I'll go with and it. And you have to remember, this is the Green Lantern, Alan Scott, whose weakness was wood. Jay Garrick, the flesh. But... They he got was him, popular with the they ladies, got him out he? of there. They got him out of there. And they came back, and Jeff Johns did a series of them. And it was just, again, you get a writer, 
really good stories. Really, really good stories. And that's another thing. You know, we, we, we mentioned the DC Big Three. Let's also say that just because it's a giant character doesn't mean they can't have underrated runs. Oh, like, yeah. For my, for my money, you may agree, you may not, but I know a lot of people do. When um, Greg Rucka, as mentioned earlier, took over and did his Wonder Woman run. It's one of the best. It was ever. one of the best one, for me, Wonder Woman runs of all time. Peter Milligan's Batman run. And he got complaints because they said, oh, it was too supernatural. I thought it was really good. I haven't read that one yet. No, see, Peter it's under, Milligan? Yes, Peter Milligan. I'm going to have to look for that one. I really enjoyed it, though. I thought it was too bad that he left the book because fans were, oh, it's not enough criminals, enough. It was good. I mean, you've had Batman around how long? Do something different. Yeah, Batman's been around since, what, the 40s, 30s? Late 30s. Late 30s. It's about time he changes up a little bit. You have to a little. I mean, that's why the character goes so long. Yeah. And although, you know, Superman, oh. How many times has the Man of Steel, quote-unquote, died? Or lost his powers. Or lost his powers, or... I don't know. All right, what else do I got? All right, well, I'm going to switch gears. How about something that a lot of people may forget was actually a DC comic? How about The Watchmen? Well, yeah, it was a DC comic. But it was a good comic. But, you know, the origin to it, too, was that they wanted to do the old Carlton characters. Yes, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they balked that. on it. So basically, those are the old Carlton characters. Mm-hmm. But Alan Moore just switched them around a little. It was and it was a fascinating comic. The movie was pretty good. Wasn't as bad, and that's a movie you have to understand. Back in the eighties, they were gonna have Terry Gilliam do it. There are scripts that still lurk around. Oh, I gotta see if I can lay my hands. It's on, on my the hand. top. The graphic novels on the top one hundred best books of the twentieth century. I I would agree with that. And Alan Moore still hates DC because of it because of stuff over royalties. Well, but it's about superheroes in a dystopian America. Yeah, where the superheroes are more, they're very humanized. Yes. There's one thing with the owl where he can't catch a bad guy because he has to stop to take a whiz and he can't get his suit off. Yeah, because he's what? Old now? Yeah. yeah they're he, all old you now. Know, he's like middle They're trying to solve a murder of who killed the comedian. Yeah. And it was just really fascinating because it was not the. And I think Richard Nixon's a fascist government. Richard Nixon's still in power. Well, and to use the wrestling parlance, they weren't all the white meat baby faces, yeah. you know, clean cut and with their fists on no, their hips. No, there's a very graphic rape scene. Yeah, and they are very, you know, it was a very dark, very gritty, very human comic book. I just happened to get it when it came out, and I heard, oh, this is going to be good, but nobody knew what it was. Right. But then over time, but when it came out, it was very underrated. Well, and that's... And another one that I uh, actually keep forgetting about. How about Red with those entertaining movies? I've never read the book, but the I movie. haven't. Re- I haven't read the book, but get I know. Get the pig! Get the pig! I haven't read the book, but I know the book exists, and it's a DC comic. Retired, extremely dangerous. Retired and extremely. It's amazing dangerous. how you'll see these movies, watch them, and then see based on the comic. Right, and like I, Kingsman. I've never. Yeah, Kingsman. I've never read any of the books, but they're those are entertaining movies. Yeah. Jonah Hex, not a very good movie, but a good book. And that's actually for underrated books. That would be one I would put on oh, there. Oh, absolutely. That book is really, really good. And what can you he say was, about it? He was DC, right? Yes. Yeah. But Jonah Hex, very underrated book. And all they had to do was take one of the stories from the book for the te- for the movie. Oh, and they did not, unfortunately. No, they did not. It was really sad. I have one from Marvel that nobody's going to hear about, probably. Has anybody heard of? I know you can't answer me, but... 
I could. Well, send me a telepathy, a telepathic message. Uh, Terror Incorporated. Never heard of him. He was a bounty hunter. And this is the idea before the Creeper, the Grease, not the Grease Creeper, that's our band, for Jeepers Creepers with the weirdo guy. This was a character, he would place body parts on himself from bad guys and he would gain the power. So if he got somebody oh, who was different. an Olympics runner, he'd take his legs and he would have that power. So it was kind of like uh, Rogue, but creepier. Yeah. Okay. Because Rogue, all she had to do was touch you with his yeah. own power. But he would literally take your power. I like that, though. And it was a really interesting comic. And you see, nobody's heard of him. That's, I've never heard of that one. It was by D.G. Chichester, who wrote a very gritty run on Daredevil. It was really sort of gritty. But he was a hero. Sort of in a way, he was not the nice hero. Well, so but they were all bad. The anti-hero, yeah. the Batman type, the Punisher type. Oh, that, speaking of that, there, I'm going to throw that one out there for underrated because he he was a great character, just doesn't get the same love that all the other characters. It was the Punisher. Yeah. Some great runs. Just a guy who lost his family, pissed off at the world, has access to a lot of guns. Well, Garth Ennis said the way he approached writing, he just said. This guy's nuts. Yeah. That's the way he did it, because he's so obsessed. Because he was a cop in Central Park whose family got killed in a crossfire in a mob war. Mm-hmm. So he took on and he gains his money by offering the bad guys, taking their money. Yep. And it's, and, and it's something, and it, what I like, and this is going to sound weird and I don't really care, it's a take on the superhero where they no, have no qualms about being killed, or about killing people. Yeah. Because you look at Superman, I'll do it if I absolutely must to prevent a cataclysmic war. Batman refuses to do so. Daredevil. And there's a big Daredevil. thing with the Punisher and Daredevil where he baits yeah. him about. Yeah. Wonder Woman will cut your damn head off and not think twice about it if she thinks it's necessary. Yeah. It's like, okay, you have to... Look, these people are, you know, very heavily powered. Yeah. Yeah, they should be bound by some sort of laws and morals, but... They could do whatever the hell they yeah, want. Barely. And another, I think this is, might be a TV show somewhere. I don't know his name's up. Runaways. Doesn't ring a bell. Really, really good comic. Josh Wheaton actually wrote it for a while. What it is, it's about a bunch of superpower teens who run away from their parents because their parents are all bad guys. Oh, oh did they? Did they do one or not? The, I don't even. The know. The premise sounds very familiar. It sounds for a TV like a show. comic, but it might like it sounds like a comic TV show, but I don't it, know. It sounds very familiar. But it was very but I can't well done. It. it got so it got Josh Wheaton's attention. He wrote a little run of it, and it came out again. It's Marvel. It, it ran, and it stopped. It ran, and the bad guys' parents found they find them, and it was a lot. Of, in some ways, it was like it had touches of Legion of Superheroes to it, in a weird way. But it was just very good. And that's the thing. Again, the storylines were very, very good. Well, I think that's another great thing about comics, to kind of divert from what we're actually talking about, diverge, rather, what we're actually talking about, is because it's a print thing, you can do whatever you want. So you can have these impressive storylines that you couldn't get away with in, you know, a, a movie or a TV show. And that's what DC did when they did Power of Shazam, which I'll mention. Nobody does... Shazam, Captain Marvel, right? I've seen the trailers for the, the new movie. Looks horrible. Does it? I haven't seen. I think any it looks really, yet. really bad. It looks like it looks like Prime almost was was a Marvel ripoff of Shazam that did it a little better because Shazam, it's Captain Marvel, it's Billy Batson, but 
it's got a comic. There's a way to do Shazam where he can't be too serious, but you can't have him too campy. Well, especially in this day and age, back in the back in the Leave It to Beaver days of the forties yeah. and fifties, you could have that campy, but he's not like a, the old Batman. He's not a serious character though, or it's supposed to be more fun. So when they did Power of Shazam. Jerry Ordway was on it. I've heard he's actually has some Rochester roots around here. Does he? A little bit. I didn't know that. But it was, they had these beautiful painted covers. It looked incredible. And the stories were perfect balance where it wasn't too, it was just right. It was like Goldilocks. It wasn't too goofy, but it wasn't too serious. Well, that's the thing. You you can go overboard on both of those. Not only that, but if you read it, and you send in a self-addressed stamped envelope, they would send you a Mr. Mind Ruler. That's the evil genius worm. So I have my Mr. Mind Ruler. <sighs> and here's the idea of DC. Oh hey, a, a telepathic worm would be scary. Anything but, telepathic But the idea would be scary. of the... From the moon. Oh, even better. But the idea of DC as well is that, again, as I said, this they had about 25,000 issue run. But they kept going because fans would write in saying, I really love this series. I really love this series. And they kept kept it going. And the same thing happened with another series like that, Manhunter. <laughs> oh, Manhunter. That's one of my absolute favorites. It's Mark Andreco. Kate cre- Spencer's Kate name. Spencer. She was a lawyer. But then became, what, Bounty Hunter? Yes. And she was, I believe, at least in some comics, they nicknamed her the Bulldog. Yes. She was a, just a badass character. Didn't take shit from everybody. Not to be confused Smoked with a like lot a, of other manhunters, too, because they are manners yeah. these robots they have. Yeah. Smoked like a chimney and didn't give a shit about anything. And that's a series where Andranko says, his other books may be popular, but I think he, he says he's enjoyed writing yeah. that. And, so, and Mark, literally if, Mark he said, if you're listening to this, thank you. He from thanked the, bottom the fans of my heart for manhunter. many times because they wanted to cancel it so many times. And the fans wouldn't let them. They won. No, so it kept no, no, running no. and running. And you could actually go to Ollie's, find the trades there. They that's, where, that's where I got a couple of them was uh, at Ollie's. Which is not sponsored they yet. Should do, hint, hint, wink, wink. Yes, but they should do an Ollie's comic. That would be not underrated. That would be fantastic. Yeah. But no, so like I say, Mark... Andreco, thank you from the bottom of my heart for Manhunter, and thank you to the fans that kept that one alive, because it is probably in my top three all-time favorites. And I'm going to do for underrated, sometimes you don't want the next great American novel, you don't want something spectacular, you just want to read a fun superhero book. That's all. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be incredible, it doesn't have to, just hope it's good, it's entertaining. And there are two books, one from Marvel and one from DC, that stand out to me like that. For DC... It was Blue Beetle heard by of, Len Wein. Yeah, heard of Blue Beetle, never read. That was the old Carlton character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he rode around, yes, he rode around in a beetle. A oh. real little bug. It was a bug, not the car. Yeah, I was going to say, not the Riding around in the car. He's Ted Cordy, who's an industrialist. Because you have to remember, they all bring something. So he's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Gets his own stuff. He knows chemicals. And it just was a... What I look at it literally is I'll tell people... Okay, this is, it's just a fun, a superhero comic. It's just fun. Exactly, and that's something that is the joy of comics. It's You can sit down, when they come out every month, at least back in the day, you could run down to the newsstand, you pay your, wasn't much back then. Five, ten cents. Yeah, you pay your, well, for when we were starting to get it, maybe 99 cents to, you know, buck 50. And you get 30 pages of, Escape from reality. The Marvel comic version of that to me was Wonder Man. 
Now, Wonder Man is Simon Williams. He was in the original Avengers. He died, I think, in issue eight. Then, of course, yeah, it's right. comics. they resurrected him around issue 150. As Marvel is wont to do. And he came back, and he's got almost like radioactive. He wears these sunglasses like Cyclops, but he can take them off. But they're like rubies, and he's super-powered. He's your generic, he's super-powered. But the comic book was by Gerard Jones, who's written a lot of comic history. And it was one of those comics, again, where it was just, he's trying to be an actor. So they have him in California, and it was just an entertaining superhero book. I never, never heard of that one. No, and that's one of the. I ones. wonder why. Um, and he also he did not have his, he did not eat Wonder Bread. Well, what the hell's the point in them then? Well, what's the other one? The other that was the other one. Oh, the Blue Beetle. Oh, that's right, Blue Beetle. I blanked there. All right, well. I that was all the kind of runs that I read, but I the one thing I thought of was heroes that had a run or should have had a run that would have been underrated. So like the underrated heroes, and there was a lot for Marvel because the X Men encompassed what thousands. They always say of characters there's a the difference. Years. There's a difference between characters who are popular and characters who make for having their own title. For example, Doctor Strange. Which Doctor Strange, though? The Doctor Strange from the movie or Doctor Hugo Strange? This is the Marvel one. Okay. Stephen Strange. Yeah. And the thing about him, because I don't think Hugo would have a title because... He wouldn't, but he's a good... Martin Scorsese movie. He wouldn't, but he's a good character. But he's a bad guy. Right, but he's an interesting character. Very interesting, because he dresses up as Batman sometimes. But But, I'm sorry, but waving hands, Doctor Strange. But Doctor Strange, by the hoary hosts of Hoggoth, he's one of the cornerstone characters of Marvel Comics. Yet, how many series has he had? Right, I don't understand how they can consider him... Well known for Steve Ditko, he's very, very funky art in the original, like, Strange Tales. Yeah. But he's a character, how do you write for this guy? And he's one. Namor is another one. I was always a big fan of Namor. And, all right, I'm just going to throw it out because you're looking at me like that. Until I met Joe Jusco, I never put together that Namor was simply Roman backwards. And I could give you another one sort of like that. Because I think Namor, I would not say Namor is Marvel. And Namor, the argument is he's the first mutant. They Did argue you, that. I, I would have argued he came, that He was, was around, remember, he came around in the 1930s. Okay, yeah, the first one that appeared in comics. I mean, the first chronologically I would have thrown out to be Mystique. But I I do not think that he's their version of Aquaman. I think he's their version of Black Adam. Yes, I would agree with that. Now, would you say Aquaman's underrated? Yeah, I think so, because he got a bad rap of the, you know, whoop, 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 hey, fish, do this for me. He got the bad rap, but... Who was the one? Was it Family Guy? Well, I'm going to throw a starfish at yeah. you. Hey, like, like, don't make me come out of this water. Starfish, go! You may have heard us talk about it on the Doctor Who episode. Marissa and I saw Aquaman. And all I can say, could have been better, could have been worse. Well, that's good. And and the sad the sad statement of that is that's what you have to come to expect She does from graphics and everything. She really liked the scenery underwater. Yeah. Jason Momoa is smoking. Although, what I have heard, the one review I read, it said it's two hours of staring at a fish tank while compu- while people bring in quote unquote electronic fish on wires. It goes games of it goes sad. games of throny a little bit. Oh, the writing is you're not selling it. The writing is terrible. But 
you sit there and you don't go, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Worst? Well, my, not as bad as Castle of Fumetu. Well. It's definitely not the best movie I've ever seen. Right. But it wasn't horrible. And Jason Memoir's got that charisma. No, I agree with that, but at the same time, you're not selling me when you say it goes Game of Thrones. Well, I wouldn't say I did to not go care. see it. I wouldn't go see um, to go I, see I'll it. I'll probably wait till it comes to the library. I'm and probably I'll check selling it out. a lot of people with Game of Thrones because a lot of people watch that. Stuff. I tried it. Just it's not my genre. I, I was never I big tried. into the sword and sandal. But that one, there you go. That's another, a future episode. Yeah, that one's just not for me. Sword and sandal stuff. Yeah, I never was a big fan of it. Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> I've got this great book on tape. I saw actually Colossus of Rose. Now we're getting it. One of the other ones I want to bring up too is sometimes Marvel just blows it. And there's a character in the 1970s called Nova, and they had it. They had not done new superheroes in a long time, so they wanted to do something fresh. So this was Richard Ryder. And if you read the the new Green Lantern ones with the new Green Lantern, not Hal Jordan. Kyle Rainier, they stole this from him. What happens is, there's a dying alien, he sends a spacesuit to Earth. And Richard Ryder, a teenager, gets it. And he becomes Nova, the living rocket. And it's really good. It started off really, really good, and what they did was they rushed it. They literally took where, okay, Spider-Man evolved over 100 issues. They evolved him way too fast. And you can't do that because what if people don't don't get vested in it? But I'm wondering... Did Nova play well in the Hispanic markets? Because much like the Chevy Nova did not sell well in Mexico. I don't know. Do you know why? Because Nova means doesn't go oh. when you translate it to English. Or Whoa. Re- That's why the Chevy Nova did not sell well. But that is your useless fact of the day about something unrelated to what we're talking about. I didn't know that. I knew it was a character in Planet of the Apes. Is yeah. No, Nova. Nova, Nova means and doesn't Nova's go. And Nova's the stars. Yeah. Little thingy. We'll talk yeah. astrology, astronomy one thing. Well, I got two more I just want to mention briefly because we've, we've talked about them in the past, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. For DC, even though technically it was Vertigo, you know, Vertigo the Sandman, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Oh, yeah. And then the spinoff of that, Lucifer. Yes. Which of the TV show. You have but, to remember, Vertigo... Now he's popular in hindsight because who doesn't love Neil Gaiman and Sandman? Yeah. I mean, one of my best Christmas presents this year was a bobblehead death, a little Funko yeah. Pop death. But, but at the time... At the time, they don't... If you ever look at the sales figures, that's why. If you have those first books, oh, the print ooh, runs yeah, they are were not so good. low. They, I think they maybe made it to one print run. They, I think the copies of the first plus the print runs were very, yeah, very, very, very low. But then he got really popular. Yeah. But that was the beauty of DC. They would do Vertigo, and they would give these things a chance. Yeah. What was the other thing you had? Uh, Lucifer. Yes, Lucifer. Because it was the spinoff, and we've kind of touched on that because he was a spinoff and DC from... would do, and there's arguments, like they had the 52, which was a... Oh, the new 52? Which was a that weekly was a we- series. Yeah, that was a weird one. Now, the story goes behind that they had to do these because... They had to renew the copyrights on all these characters. That's so, why. You so there see, is a method to that sometimes. That's, I guess, why you see all these superhero movies coming in clusters because they've got to do something every couple of years to renew the rights. Yeah. But is there any, and I try to think of it myself, is there any underrated character that you like that you would like to see them try a series with? Like a comic series or a TV series? Wait, whatever. Um. There was a couple Marvel ones that I liked. As weird as this sounds, I liked Captain Britain. Yeah. I think he had a run 
back in maybe the 90s? He did, yeah. And actually, he had Alan Davis, they actually did a comic in Britain about him. Well, shocker. But... And I do like the Creeper, because the Creeper is a very colorful character. I think he would play yeah. well. Another Gotham denizen. And uh, the... But the problem is, the, I tend to gravitate more towards the villains, but you can't really have villains getting their own run. They used to have supervillain team up back in the 70s where they had... The, they had but how do you do the villains after a while? Yeah, you're really, oh, I'm going to conquer yeah. the world. And they, got it, a, they had a Joker series that ran like yeah, a Yeah, so like, that's why I'm not... I'm slightly angry, but not really about the juggernaut only getting two and issues. And I guess you have to have a vested interest where I find right. more and more like some TV series... Where the characters are scum, I yeah, can't get behind I can't them. Get into it. I mean, you can be a flawed character or an antihero. But other ones, um, I'll go throw out there real quick before we wrap this up. Yeah. Psylocke, I'm yes. a big fan of Psylocke. I like Polaris. Polaris, um, Havoc never really got his due yeah. as such, and he was a very odd character. Um. The other one I would plug Thank since you. we're yeah, wrapping fill, up fill, is fill in, it always comes around to this because she's a good friend of the, the carnival. Is if, if you've heard about Coyotes Volume Two, didn't they have a write up in the oh, New York Times about yeah, it? Yeah, there was New York Times, and I think Amazon just placed it on one of their top, like the the top fifty or so best selling trade books. Yes. So Volume Two, which by the time you're hearing this, will be out. So if you haven't purchased it yet, do it. And she has a website, Caitlin Yarsky, and I would recommend she's going to get one next year. So sorry, Caitlin, you know what it looks like. But she's got these greeting cards. She's got these cards. They're really neat. Yeah. So. But get that one. I I have the first one. You have the first one. Uh, I'm getting the second one. I actually have it on pre-order. Yes. So as you're listening to this, it'll have already come. But as I'm recording this. It's still in the works. I have no idea about dates anymore sometimes, so. Well, I think it's late January and we're in mid. 2016? Yeah. Okay. 2099. But, well, there you go. That was just the scraping the surface of. Comics will reappear. Will reappear. Reappear. Because there's so many. You never know who we might have as a guest, too, from the field. That's true. You never know. Even we don't know. Hell, we're kind of playing this by ear, but. The episode... Depends the, if they answer my messages or not, you know. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Mark yeah. Andreco. <laughs> but this episode was brought to you still. Our sponsors hanging in there up sitting in Associates Law Offices. Lawyers for you, the people from Alaska to the Supreme Court. They're over 40 years of helping everybody. They're getting a lot more hits on Facebook. Maybe they'll get their own comic. I would... I don't know. I think a lawyer comic... Would it be a comic? Sue me. Oh, on that note, check them out on Facebook, Upsitnik and Associates, on their website, UpsitniksLaw.com. Go out, order the Coyotes Volume 2 paperback. Well, it doesn't even necessarily have to be paperback. Whatever it is. But get get the trade. Love it. Enjoy it. Worship it. You got anything else? I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. Well, that was underrated. Yeah, that was an underrated finish. So for us here at the Carnival, for our sponsors, and for all the comics that you want to read. and The most underrated comics were probably the ones that they looked at the characters and just said, we can't do anything with them. But then years later, some guy, some writer comes along and goes, damn, I want to write that. And it's I great. Will, and I will close it with this. Rocket Raccoon from Guardians, the, the top character in the movies now, was almost written out of the comics. So digest that one. 
they aren't even the first Guardians of the Galaxy either. Well, they'll they'll be back in another episode. So for us at the Carnival, I guess that'd be all. Yes. See ya. Take care.